0: All right, good evening, everyone. And uh, you are joining me at 6 o'clock on this Wednesday evening. No, not my normal uh, 1 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. You are joining me small talk with Mark S. Lee, Facebook Live Weekly Edition. And uh, think of this as your local version of the 6 o'clock news this evening. And uh, we're gonna have a, a wonderful conversation. As you know, what we do here is we have the opportunity of talking to business leaders from across Metro Detroit. We talk to entrepreneurs and we talk to uh, people just sharing their stories, providing you with information uh, that you need. And if you're watching us on Facebook, I want to say hi to you. Please feel free to drop a comment, feel free to share the post, whatever the case might be. I know it's six o'clock, I know you've had a long day. It's been an exciting day, a very hectic day. What I'd like to do is to introduce a very special guest and. you all know that name and that voice, Miss uh, Terry Lee. If you listen to WWJ and and listen to the movie critic, the movie reviews, our guest this evening is Terry Lee. And she's responsible for doing that, amongst other things. Terry Lee, good evening. Thanks for joining me. How you doing?
1: Good. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: You know, it's so glad to have you. And uh, before we get started, what a day, huh?
1: What a day. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: nice to you know change the pace. <laughs> you know, it is, it is nice. And, and of course, be, those of you tuning in, uh, obviously the inauguration took place today. And, and uh, one of the reasons that we decided to push it back to later this, uh, later this afternoon, early this evening, give you a chance to watch the inauguration and, and some other things as well. So we want you to sit back for the next uh, 25 or 30 minutes and we'll get a chance to get to no know Terry late Terry, um, let's just jump right into the conversation and, and uh, kind of tell us about you. I know, you know, talk to us about your background and, and right now we know that you are a the movie critic and a producer over at WWJ. Talk about your roles and responsibility there.
1: Yes, I have been at WWJ now since 2002. So I've been there for a while, started as a part-time producer working weekends and worked my way up and eventually became a full-time producer. And then over time, I was a weekend reporter, and then I segued into doing entertainment news, and now I'm doing more movie-related a, a news. So it's more like film. So I'm, as you said, the film critic for WWJ, which is something that I absolutely love.
0: hmm and, and, and how long have you been the film critic over at the station?
1: I will never forget, it was May of 2011 when I wrote my first critique, my first review of a movie and it's been going strong ever since. So it's been quite a while now.
0: And, and let those viewing, and, and by the way, this is being recorded. So we know that people have dinner plans, whatever the case might be. So feel free to drop down for my Facebook page, Terry's Facebook page, watching and, and leisure. Um, so my question is, when when do your uh, movie reviews air on the station, what days?
1: You can hear them every Friday at 1220 during the midday show. And I'm also the producer of the midday show, so I'm doing double duty.
0: <laughs> okay, and, and so she's doing double duty, but now what we're gonna do is to unpack a part of the story about Terry that you may not know about her, in addition to her responsibilities at WWJ as a the midday producer and also the movie critic or film critic, if you will. She's also an entrepreneur, and and she's also doing some other things. So we're gonna take the next few minutes to get to know her in her entrepreneurial space. So uh, one is that many people may not know, Terry, that you are an independent filmmaker. Talk to us about that. What exactly is an independent filmmaker, and how did you get into that space?
1: Well, an independent filmmaker is a filmmaker who is not affiliated with a major studio. So they don't have Sony Pictures or Lionsgate or you know one of those big corporations behind them. Um, and that's the majority of the filmmakers out here in the world today, they're mostly independent. So if you support an independent filmmaker, know that you're doing something that's very important for them. Very important, I would say, for the economy because independent filmmakers are really small business people. They mm-hmm. have to raise the capital to make their film. A lot of times they write their own scripts, but even if they don't, you know, they have to get into producing it, directing it, doing all the things that you have to do before that movie makes it to the big screen. And that is also casting. I mean, it's a major undertaking, craft services. You know, A lot of people think of movie, making as you know glitz and glamour and it can be that and it is that but it's a whole lot more than that it's a whole lot of work and i can tell you that from experience because a lot of people may not know this part of my background but i used to work with eric long's owner of eclipse creative which is um local video production house and he mm-hmm. does a lot of work for some of the you know major corporations and Michigan Opera Theater, places like that. And I was for a while the office manager and it was a job that I really learned quite a bit behind the scenes and I met some really nice people. And some of those people helped me when I made my first film. So when people say as a filmmaker, you need to make connections and you need to make friends and how important that is, they're not kidding you because if somebody doesn't like you, they don't want to be around you. You're in trouble when it comes time to make a movie. So fortunately for me, I had some very good people that worked with me. Andre key was my DP as well as my assistant director. And I don't know where I would have been without him. And we're still friends to this day, but he helped me quite a bit. So, you know, I look back on it now and I can smile and laugh, but I tell you, I was pretty much pulling my hair out before, you know, because it's so stressful and it's just so much that goes into it.
0: Now don't talk about pulling out your hair. (laughs) (laughs) So, So is that the same Eric Longs that I know that, um, Actually, I was an instructor for a program called E200 in conjunction with the Small Business Administration, the SBA. He was one of my students, one of my clients. Wow! And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that name. So, Eric, if you're watching, so good to see you and hear from you. I know you posted a comment as we were promoting this Facebook Live. So great to to see and and uh, and hear from Eric Longs. Um, you know, when we, so let's talk about the independent filmmaker for a second. So many people. May think of a Spike Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Spike Lee is now a major movie producer, film director, things like that. But he actually started out as a as an indie filmmaker, didn't he?
1: Yes, I mean she's got to have it. Yes, Spike Lee started out. He, of course, you know, graduated from NYU, um, so he had a has a very good background. And of course, now he's an Academy Award winner, and you know all the things that came between him graduating from college and becoming what he is today, which is a treasure. Um, but yes, he started out as an independent filmmaker. Ava DuVernay, independent filmmaker to start. I mean, Robert Rodriguez, is mm-hmm. so many people that started out doing independent film. I mean, Issa Rae was on YouTube for a long time and she grew her following and now she's on HBO and you see her all over the place. So you know, independent filmmakers can start out small, but, you know, they can grow and get to become major filmmakers. So, you know, I will never forget when, when we had one of our events, and I know you'll talk to people about that shortly, but when I had one of my events and I asked a friend of mine, I said, you know what, you've been volunteering all day. Why don't you take a break and go and watch a movie? And he said, okay, I think I'll do that. So he went in the auditorium and he watched this, Feature film and it was you know, like our two hour, about two hours long. He came out and he said wow He said I had no idea Independent film could be that good and yeah. I said yes A lot of people don't realize what they're missing out on some of these films could be in any major theater Today, you know, but they just don't have the backing and the money whatever the case may be but independent film don't discount Anybody, because there are some really talented independent filmmakers out there.
0: Now, what didn't let me ask you? Robert Townsend was another one. Um, Did Tyler Perry start as an independent filmmaker, or has he always been a major, you know, director? I know he's an actor, of course, but did he start as an independent filmmaker?
1: Well, you know, Tyler Perry is kind of unique because he started out doing plays. Mm. And he, when I interviewed him, he said the key for independent filmmakers is to. Grow your following in your own community. Get people to know about you and follow you and grow your following, grow your base. And he said, that's the key. That's what he did. So when he got, by the time he got ready to make a movie, you know, he had so many people that followed him and loved him, loved his work, loved his character of Medea, that he was undeniable, you know? So he's kind of unique because a lot of people don't go that route. But that was the route he took, and it worked for him.
0: Yeah, well, let's and let's and, you know let's, let's segue into a program <clears throat> that's a direct result of you being an independent filmmaker. And I love what you said early on that, that these are entrepreneurs and and people who are working hard. And I've been fortunate enough to MC a couple of your programs uh, early on. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've also my company, the League Group, has been a sponsor of your major event called the ICU Thank Awards, and that's a, that's a, and that's a direct offshoot of you being an independent filmmaker. Talk about this major event, the awards program that you created called the ICU Awards. Well,
1: you know what? I had been a film critic for several years before I decided that it was time to create a program specifically for independent filmmakers, because I, as a film critic and a member of Numerous professional organizations where I get to vote on a lot of the movies we're in award season right now. I just felt like the independent filmmakers were not being recognized, you know, we You wouldn't see their work being up for an award. And so I was talking to a coworker of mine He's not there any longer, but I was talking to a coworker of mine And I said, you know what his name is Aaron. I said, Aaron, I think I would like to create an awards program for independent film And he said, Terry, you should do it. So it took me some time before I did it because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing. And Mark, I know you can relate and you would say that was a great idea, but I took a business class. I did a business plan because I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing and that this would have the best chance of success. So when I launched it, I, again, just felt like it was time, you know, because I had made a film. And I knew how hard it was for independent filmmakers. And I really felt for them and us. And I said, you know what? It's time independent filmmakers were recognized and rewarded for their accomplishments. And the ICU Awards was born and it's been going strong ever since. And now we're heading into year number five.
0: I, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't believe that this is year number five. I remember, I remember early on when you were in years one and two. And, and to watch you grow that on an annualized basis is from a personal standpoint, because I know you've had a lot of conversations about it and you kicked a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of ideas off of me, but to watch you grow it year over year truly has to, be, uh, truly has to make you feel good. And, and not only are you attracting filmmakers from Metro Detroit, but you're attracting, Terry, uh, filmmakers from across the country
1: and across the world. We've had film entries from Turkey, um, Italy, Great Britain, Australia last year. I mean, they've come from numerous places. And as you said, across the country. And its I believe that it's going to grow even bigger because not only do we have independent film, but we also do screenwriters. So mm-hmm. screenwriters can submit their projects to the IC awards and Mark I'm so happy. I have to announce no one knows so this is breaking news on your breaking show. News. <laughs> or
0: small talk.
1: The IC Awards is now a, a partner of the International Screenwriters Association also known as KISA. We are so thrilled to have them as one of our partners.
0: That's outstanding. If you're just joining us on this uh, Wednesday evening, it's not Wednesday afternoon at one o'clock when I normally do this. So we wanted to push it back. Obviously the inauguration was today. We knew that people would be a little bit distracted. So we appreciate you joining us. And if you're joining us, uh, again, this is being recorded as well. Uh, We're talking to Terry Lee Chandler. Mm -hmm. And uh, Terry is a uh, film critic over at WWJ. She's a producer there, but she's also an entrepreneur. And we're talking about the I.C.U. Awards, a, a, a an awards program that basically acknowledges indie film, independent films. And she's now entering her fifth year. So as you've grown that over the five year, the fifth over the five year window, clearly um, last year was the pandemic. And I know I remember you had having, having some questions about doing it again last year, as we all were struggling with this thing called the pandemic. But you moved it virtually this past year. Talk about that experience and what impact it had on the the program at large. Did you have more entries? Did you have a lot more people watching it because of it was, in fact, online. Well, you know what,
1: Mark, I'm glad you brought that up because, as you know, you and I had numerous conversations because I wasn't sure what to do. Mm-hmm. It was new territory for all of us, so I was wondering, do we cancel it? Do we forge ahead? What do we do? So ultimately, again, thank you for your advice. (laughs) We went and had a virtual ceremony Mm -hmm. and it was uh, the the movies were seen online so people could stream them. And we had a much bigger audience than we we would have had in person, but that's because only so many people can fit into a theater at a time. So that worked out just fine. And then when it came to awards show Sunday, which I like to call it, I see you awards Sunday, um, it was virtual. And there were just a few of us there, maybe five or six of us at the most, because we wanted to practice social distancing and we wanted to make sure that you know we were doing what the state and the CDC said we should do to protect ourselves. So we had a virtual ceremony at street credit co-working social in downtown detroit mm-hmm. and we got rave reviews i was so happy i mean i couldn't have been happier because people were able to watch it live on facebook that was the very first time we did anything like that and the show is now posted on youtube but we had probably a thousand now but at the last time i checked it was almost 900 views right immediately after the show was, was went on Facebook Live and it was just a tremendous experience. You know, I didn't know what to expect. None of us did, but None of you, nobody did. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. that right. <laughs> you so know, and, you,
1: I, and I, I'm, glad, I'm, at, glad,
0: and I'm glad you're sharing that story because it talks about how you were able to adjust your business model. I do remember the conversation. We had a very candid conversation, and I can tell you a grappling with it. Um, I think I had just finished my my small business workshop. And I said, hey, because I wasn't sure what I was going to do either. And then when I shifted things online, my numbers, I think I more than tripled or quadrupled the number of attendees. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when I when I when I did it in person, I had it was sold out. So this this gave access essentially to more people through technology. So congratulations. And and as you continue to evolve yourself, and I know you're going to the fifth year, Another thing about you, Terry, that's impressing me about you is that and I'm going to be sharing my screen in a second. Is as you continue to focus on your your entrepreneurial spirit, you're also getting into voiceover work as well. Is that right? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so, well, you know, I just believe that you have to keep up with the times, and you have to diversify. And, you know, I use my voice at work. I've always Mm -hmm. loved being a reporter. You know, I am a producer as well, as you know, we mentioned earlier, but I love reporting. I love being a film critic. And I just thought, you know, it was something that I had been wanting to do. So I took a class and worked on my delivery and put together a demo. And so now, yes, I'm segueing into doing, voiceover work commercials and things of that nature so if anybody wants to hire me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well before we before we get there let's see if we can do this correctly let's play um one of your demos if if you don't mind so let's see if i can do this the right way here all right so i'm going to share my screen and uh we'll come back to this event in a second as well but i want everybody to listen to terry it's right in your own backyard it may
1: be hard to believe roughly five million Americans don't even know where their next meal will come from. In communities just like yours, there are many who need help. Join people across the country who are coming together with AARP Create the Good to End Hunger. Start today. It can be as easy as giving food or money to your local area food bank or getting tips to start your own food drive. Whatever level of involvement is right for you, we've made it simple to find and help people in your area. So get involved. Go to createthegood.org slash hunger.
0: Okay, so let's come back to, let's talk about that. Um, Nice job. And, and, How long did it take for you to get to that point of feeling comfortable enough where you got behind the microphone and I know you say you got some training. So did you go did you take a class for a month, two months, two weeks, a week? What was the process behind that?
1: Well, I want to give a shout out to Kate Hart of Michigan VoiceOver Studio because we worked diligently for about a month and a half. It was a one-on-one class and i'm really you know there are classes you can take in a group but i wanted the personalized attention and instruction because i knew what i needed and she heard my voice and before i even started the class she said i think i know what you need and she was right she just worked with me on there's um breathing exercises that you have to do there's um mouth exercise. (laughs) And I used to feel silly doing them, but I do them regularly now and they really do help. Um, But it was about a month and a half of just diving in there and really working hard. And I think it did help that I have been using my voice for a long time, but I had to learn how to do it differently because it's different when you're a reporter and when you're trying to be a narrator or an announcer or you're trying to do a hard sell commercial or a soft sell commercial, it's all different. So I learned a lot and I'm still learning um, but I'm ready to dive in.
0: <laughs> but you make a good point though, because I think, you know, again, you've been on Detroit Airways for a long time and yeah, a lot of people listen to you, they recognize your voice, but you said something that's interesting. So people would just assume you've been behind a microphone that you go behind another microphone and you start reading from a script and it's very natural and it's not it doesn't work that way does it
1: no it's it's really voice acting you know mm-hmm. there's a lot to it and i didn't even realize what went into it until i started studying and there are voice actors that have been studying just like you see actors in front of the camera there are voice actors that have been doing this for years and studying for years. So it's not something that you can just say, you know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's people that are just that have that natural ability. I'm not one of them. And there's a lot of people who are not, you know, that kind of person. So we need training, but yeah, I mean, there are people that have studied for years and years and years in order to do this. And there's only a you know, select few that you might hear all the time that do like the animated commercial, animated movies and things like that. But now there are, the doors are opening. So there's now opportunities for more and more people to, because voices are not. So in, in the past they wanted a certain sound, you know, you had to have this real cool voice if you're a man and if you're a woman, it was a certain sound, but now things are, you know opening up a, a lot more. So there's more opportunity not to mention, most voice actors do their work from home studios.
0: Yeah. And so what do you see yourself going with it, Terry? I mean, is this uh, is this something I mean just uh, commercials or you'll do TV voiceovers, movie voiceovers? I mean what are you what are you thinking?
1: We know I'm the kind of person that I never like to limit myself okay. and I'm always striving to do something more and push myself more. Um, so I see it going wherever god takes me because i don't know you know what's going to happen next and i just believe that if you keep working hard at it and you enjoy it and you don't give up anything's possible so yes i would love to see myself on a tv commercial one day uh hear my voice i would love to hear my voice on a in a movie trailer (laughs) you know you just never know so I'm just gonna keep going, and we'll see where it takes me.
0: You know, and it's, and before we segue to the event you have upcoming as well, uh, you know, I've been behind a microphone for a long time as well, and it's it's weird. And, and I remember um, <laughs> going into the studio to do a couple commercials. Here I am, thinking I have this great voice, I can do X, Y. They were coaching me, and I'm like, wait a minute. What you? So you're right, it's not easy. People hear my voice, they hear your voice all the time, they think that it's natural. But yeah, we, we still have to practice and we still have to get that training and it's not as easy as just sitting down and talking to a microphone and, and not many people I will give you a tidbit of information real quick. Years ago when I lived in Chicago, uh, one of the very first voiceovers that I did was for the New Jersey State Lottery. Mm-hmm. Way back in the mid 80s, and I was thrown into the studio and I actually did a voiceover with the governor of the state of new jersey at the time christine whitman christine todd whitman was the governor and we did uh i did a, I, they took my voice from chicago they took her voice from new jersey they merged us and it turned into a commercial that ran so my voice was running constantly in new york city and in new jersey promoting the new jersey lottery that was my first exposure but even over the years i think i love what you're saying you guys, you know you continue to train you continue to focus on doing what you want to do because you have a great voice and i can see you be very successful at it
1: oh well, thank you very much i appreciate that and you know that means a lot to me because i wasn't always told that <laughs> i was you know it, it it's been a lot of work for me to get to this point i work on on it a lot and i used to talk really high and people <laughs> say, your voice is so high, and so it really takes work for me to Talk like I'm talking now.
0: <laughs> well, and, and now and speaking of the way you're talking, like you're talking right now, I'm going to share my screen again so that as we were listening to your your voiceover. There's the event that you're going to be speaking. Right, you're going to be uh, speaking pretty soon. What what event? What is this event, and and what are you going to be talking about?
1: Yes, that's the Leadership Experience Tour by Sean Fair of Fair Consulting. I was selected to take part in that event. It's Saturday, April 10th. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's some in-person attendance, but because of the coronavirus, it's limited. So most of it is virtual. People can buy their tickets online through that Eventbrite link. Um, But basically, I have been told that my story is inspiring. Um, You know, a lot of people who are close to me know my story, but a lot of people don't know it. They think, oh, she's a film critic and she's been, you know, how fortunate, you know, they don't know the work that it took to get to this point. They don't know the work that went into creating the ICU awards or the work, as we mentioned earlier, when I was working for Eric Long's at Eclipse Creative Mm -hmm. and the TV work that I did years ago in Augusta, Georgia. And I mean, it's my career is I like to say a winding road
0: yeah, sure.
1: I, it's 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 not been a straight and narrow path it's it's twisted and turned and I went to Lansing in order to develop my craft which is where I met my husband Dexter that's another story but um so I'm going to be Hi, about, <laughs> So I'm going to be talking about how I got to this point and I'm also going to be encouraging other people who may feel like, they're not going to ever succeed. Maybe they were laid off, maybe furloughed, maybe Mm. early retirement, whatever the case may be. Maybe they feel like, you know what? I'm too old to realize my dream and I'm going to hopefully inspire them so that they know that, no, it's not too late. You can still do what you want to do because I'm living proof.
0: And I think that event, excuse me, if I saw correctly, the event is April the 10th. I yeah. That's the The learning experience is that what it was?
1: Mm-hmm. It's called uh the leadership experience leadership tour. Experience. And there's going to be quite a few people there talking about a whole list of different topics. So anyone um that gets a ticket will be able to watch all of the speakers. There's at least 47. That's and it's a an day event. It's going to be awesome.
0: That's outstanding. And before I let you go, before we wrap up, um, you know, I do want to ask you back to the ICU, ICU awards one more time. i neglected to ask you, when are you planning on doing that this year? Um, and, and where can people continue to track and get more information about that, particularly if there's a website they can go to as well?
1: Yes, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, it's ICU awards, and it's spelled I like the letter I. S-E-E-U, Y-O-U Awards. We're also on Twitter, same Twitter handle, I-C-U Awards. And we're also on Instagram, the same tweet, uh, handle on Instagram. Uh, we also have a website, icuawards.com. So check us on our website. You can join our email list so you can keep up to date. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna be sending out an announcement in the morning about our new partnership with the isa which i'm thrilled about all you screenwriters out there make sure you submit because we love you we love independent filmmakers and we want to see you succeed that's why we created the awards that's why i created the awards Um, this year is the last week in august okay so um there's more information on that on our website so we hope that you will check us out and
0: take part this year and, and before we go I, and I do want to say this it's a great event I've been engaged with it for a while um, and also as I mentioned my group the lead group has been one of the sponsors they have many sponsors Terry has re- literally grown this thing from ground zero to where it is today so Terry um I do want to thank you for joining me today for this week's edition of small talk with Marcus with the Facebook live zoom series the chat uh, and I, to everyone, look, I want to thank you all because you've been very complimentary to this. So You enjoy watching it. Uh, so I want to thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is going to be posted on my page. It'll be posted on Terry's page. Uh, we know that people have other commitments at 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening. So feel free to share it and, and tune in and check it out for sure. And Terry, I wish you a lot of success and, and keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, you're 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 a product of Detroit and, and we're proud of everything that you're doing. So keep all, keep up all the great work that you're doing across the city and beyond.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'll come back anytime.
0: <laughs> we'll definitely have you back. And uh, again, this is Mark S. Uh, Lee. I want to thank you all for joining me this week. Have a great evening. Have a great week. And we will check you out next week with another leading guest uh, here from Metro Detroit talking about the latest and greatest across across the Great Border City. Have a great evening, everyone. Thanks. All right. Uh-huh.